Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. What up, everybody? It's B. Mitchell Finley, 1067 The Fan. We got the young one, Linnell Willingham, rolling with me today. What We're up, gonna B? Try to, yeah, chilling, man, chilling. We're going to try to break down this uh, the NFC Championship game coming up, the AFC Championship game. We're going to give you our tidbits and points coming from it. We'll also have a chance to talk to Navarro Bowman. He's a bad man. Bad four man. all pros. Four all mm. pros in eight years. Then we got Brian Westbrook, who was absolutely amazing for the Eagles and had his last stint with the 49ers. We'll get those two guys on. But how was your night, dog? What's, what happened? It was good, man. Watched the Caps last night. They played uh, played some good hockey. Ovi got to what, 8-12? 8-12. 8-94 is the record. By the way, I know we're not in the final segment yet. 82 away. 82 away. Shout out to the Caps. I think they got them in the wild card with their win last night, so they're rolling. It's 2-0 last night, by the way. Heard it here first. I know you saw the New York Knicks beat the Boston Celtics and... And the Lucalist match. He's already doing a victory tour. Isn't I, look, because this is what I do. Y'all talked all that mess yesterday about ayo, how I don't ayo, win, ayo, and I went ayo, 2-0 ayo, last night. Ayo, 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 don't ever, don't ever yeah. jump to my segment that uh-huh. early, bruh. Hey, you, you, <laughs> hey, you keep it calm on this show, all right? <laughs> He, A-A-B, he's already he's already floating. He's about to get the knuckle up. We got a whole four up hours records. to talk. Wait, what did he say? He, about to, he said he about to get knuckle up records on me, man. Yeah. So I, I need to pipe down. Oh, you know, in the, in the commercial break, we normally take care of people. They don't come <laughs> take back. Take care? Is that what you call it? <laughs> good yeah. gracious. But, yeah, yeah. Man, a lot, lot of good basketball last night. I watched the Lady Terps, too. They were getting buckets. A lot, a lot of good stuff last night. A lot of good stuff. But, you know, I'm happy that the Caps got their win. You know, we went to a shootout, yeah. but still got it. Uh, Garnet didn't get any uh, goals, but he did. he did what he normally does. Got some penalty minutes Just and he got some hits. the hell out of people. He likes to destroy people out there. You know, but let's get into this uh, the NFC Championship game mm-hmm. here. And I, listen, we're, I basically was going down their stats, and these teams here are very, very similar. Oh, of course. You know, they, they, they both start their offenses with running games. Yeah. And then they have damn good defense. 49ers are number one against the run, and we know the Eagles can actually run the damn football very well. I was just looking at a little thing where it was talking about when the Eagles have the ball, the things that the 49ers have to look out for. And they said the first two is the the quarterback keep or the yep. handoff. Right. And then the third thing from there is once he pulls the ball out, most RPOs, you know, are, are going to be the quarterback pulls the ball out and he runs it. Mm-hmm. But when the Eagles pull it out, there's a situation where Jalen Hurts with Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown – they run a rub route, and he's looking to Kills pass people. it to hit people, to hit the person going the rub route up the field, and then also you got the other guy normally running the flat and getting that rub. So they're going to have to be very, very disciplined. But you know, as I I was looking at this game, I was like, you know, which game is the best? And I think the fact that we look at the 49ers, yeah. I mean, look at the Kansas City Chiefs, 
and we look at the uh, um, the Bengals, we basically look at them as if, oh, the offense, offense, offense. But both of these offenses can really get some points on the board as well yeah. in the NFC game. And then, but they have damn super legitimate defenses. Yeah, I think, like you said, I think the AFC matchup is looked at as the sexy offensive juggernaut, but Philadelphia and, and San Francisco got great offenses themselves. I want to see how the game's officiated. Because I know you played in big playoff games. You know the officiating, like in basketball, tends to change once you get into the postseason. And all the RPO action that Philadelphia runs, I want to see how tic-tac the refs are going to be as far as calling illegal man downfield, calling illegal contact on these rub routes that they run. Because that's really how Philly makes their bread and butter. And I, I wonder how much the officiating is going to dictate they let them do they it do. all year, they're probably going to let it happen now. Because I think the thing about the – the only time you got to worry about down the field if you're going to try to pass the ball real right. quick. And, and but you know and the, the linemen don't know the thing about a pick RPO. route, and I think people have to realize the pick route works when you're not looking up the guy. Right. If I'm looking right at you and run at you and turn and bump you, I got you. But if I see you coming, I look out the corner of my eye and I just turn around and look and never look at you. They'll never call it. It's subtleties about it to, to where you yeah. don't get a call, and I, and I hope. Because to be honest with you, yeah, all the pick routes look exactly the same. It's on the ref. Who the is? only thing that happens like <clears throat> pass interference. Yeah. If I'm running down the field. And the ball's coming. I look back and I bump into you. I look for the ball. Yeah. But if I'm running and I bump into you and don't look at the ball, then they call a flat. Same thing with the pick routes. Yeah. But I just think that this 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 game here, for me, is going to be both of the offenses can put points on the board. But I think it's going to be which defense can hold up better. Yeah. The 49ers defense <clears throat> has been great against the run. They give up like 77 yards a game. The Eagles – Average almost well up in the hundreds and 50, 60 yards per game. They've had games where they got 260 yards rushing. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that right there for me is the biggest battle as I look at, I think, the establishing the run for the Eagles. Mm-hmm. And I also believe that, you know, the, the Eagles defense started to give up run early. They did, and they fixed it. And then they fixed it a little bit, but still, the 49ers, I think they have to establish the of run. Of course. Because I don't <clears throat> think you want to put Brock Purdy in that situation where he has to throw the ball all the time. 110%. And I think the team speed of both of these defenses is going to provide challenges for both of the offenses. You remember what Philadelphia did to Micah Parsons when they played in Philadelphia the first time that they met and how they had him in the RPO situation. Yeah. Really neutralized Dallas's pass rush. I expect them to do that with Bosa. But See, Bosa, I think Bosa is right. a little different, though, than uh, Parsons. Parsons could probably there, – there was a play that they were showing where he – Made him pull the ball and still got and then still got outside. Different type of athlete. Then they threw the ball off of him. Different type of athlete. I just wonder which one of these offenses is going to be able to slow down the the pass rush first. Because I think Philadelphia's got the injury to Lane Johnson. He ended up not opting for surgery. I think he's got a torn labrum. Opted not to get surgery. We'll see how much that injury affects him this week. He played great last week. He did, but I. I'm not a Kayvon Thibodeau dude. He was the bad man on Sunday night against us, but he didn't really see it all season long from him. So this is a different type of beast and different type of matchup for Lane because Bosa, we know, defensive player of the year prospect and somebody who's got high expectations. When you look at San Francisco and what they're doing offensively, you mentioned how crucial it was for them to establish the run from the get-go. Mm-hmm. If they can't get it going, do you trust Brock Purdy to continue to do what he's done? I think uh, I trust – Shanahan, right, exactly. To yeah. be able to manipulate the, the way he wants to get it done. The thing for me is, every time Brock Purdy has had to throw the ball, throw the ball, 
he doesn't seem like he's in a position where he's uncomfortable. Never. And, right. he, and, and the thing about he's delivering the ball so damn quickly, it tells me he knows a lot. But I don't know if he can just go out there in a game where. Because yeah. most of his stuff comes off of RPO action, off of play right. action. And I think when you do that, that's how you get you nullify pass rush a lot. Right. You know, we go out and we played against the 49ers. Mm-hmm. We play against the Eagles. And what we did most of the time when, when the t- when it went, we didn't have a lot of success, what we did was drop back. Well, they're coming. Exactly. But when you stick that ball into the gut of one mm-hmm. of those running backs, that pass rusher has to slow up a little bit. Right. And I've always felt, I know especially when Coach Gibbs would do it, the way that we was uh, we would kind of nullify or eliminate pass rushing, we ran directly at them. Because pass rushers like to go against the bigger offensive linemen, but you don't want that offensive lineman firing out on you. Right. Like if, I, I've right. always said, in a passive situation, Passing situation makes the offensive lineman more passive, right? Because they're block, they're dropping back. Now the the, the defensive end is always more athletic than the right. offensive lineman. Unless but when you're, you're going forward, unless you're, as a big man, yeah, unless you you're going against Trent Williams, right? But when you're firing right. off on the ball, normally that's a 300 plus guy going against a yeah. guy who's what 260, 270. Yeah. And if that happens consistently and over and over, and then it's a second guy hitting him too, you begin to they wear down a little bit more. So I, I just I anticipate both of these offenses coming out. And trying to batter yeah. those dudes, the guys on the edge. The thing about the Eagles, they start running on the edge, on the edge, on the edge, and then boom, they have enough with Miles Sanders. Yeah. He's good enough to find the backside. Coming off first yeah. thousand yard season, I mean, Miles Sanders, two two one thousand yard yeah. receivers and a um, thousand yard running back. So for him to be able to, to to accomplish that is huge. We talk about the defenses with these teams. I just really think. Offensively, it's going to be fireworks early. Early on, I think after halftime, we'll maybe see the scoring slow up once we're able to go in the locker room and make adjustments and things like that. But I expect both of these offenses to come out firing. There's so many different wrinkles mm-hmm. that San Francisco throws at you with Kyle Shanahan and his complex scheme that they run. And then you mentioned the RPO stuff that Philadelphia is doing. I mean, it's tough as hell to stop. The one matchup that I think Philly has the distinct advantage is on the perimeter. I like. A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith going up against their corners because we've seen it each of the past three weeks. D.K. Mm-hmm. Metcalf got behind their defense. We saw our wide receivers get behind their defense. We saw what Jared Stidham did to that defense with the Raiders. So that's the one area of San Fran's defense that I think maybe Philadelphia has the clear upper hand, but we'll see, man. The AFC Championship, though, I think it'll be flip-flop. We, we characterize that NFC Championship game as these two badass defenses pounding each other, and then we look at the AFC Championship and think about the offenses. I think the roles are going to be completely reversed because we talked about it yesterday. Cincinnati with their pass rush, how they can get after it, and how disciplined they've been in stopping Mahomes. And then with Kansas City, you know about Chris Jones, you know about Frank Clark, you know about mm-hmm. Dunlap. So they both got dudes that can get after the passer. It'll be interesting to see how healthy Mahomes is and, and can Joe Burrow continue to get the ball out of his hands. But you know, as you look at it, though, we, we, we I think when you look at the AFC, we uh, lose our minds over the actual quarterbacks. Right. And that's why we get so much on that. But when you look at these two guys in the NFC, the quarterbacks may not spark your attention. I think Jalen Hurts should spark people's attention because yeah. the, too, the, the look, season that he had. Let's respect him, man. But when you look at the plays, the way that they – like offensively, the Eagles rank third in the league. Right. 49ers Jeez. are eighth, okay? Yeah. Eighth when you're at your third quarterback, which means that's, that's you got a lot, of, yeah. uh, a lot of success going on. In the passing yards, you know, the Eagles are sitting right there ninth. And then the 49ers at 13th in the top 15, type 16 of the league. Uh, rushing yards is when they both both of these teams in the top 10. 
they can get they, they get it going and scoring. What, the Eagles, the Eagles are at third, and then you got uh, the 49ers are uh, fifth or sixth. Even so, a super even matchup, yeah. It, it's even third down conversion, mm-hmm. fourth and fifth, and then fourth and sixth in the league. I just think that we automatically assume, oh man, NFC defenses mm-hmm. because it's always been tougher. Right. We, we, from you look at the AFC all the way back to when, Bo- when Buffalo went to four. Four Super Bowls in a row, they throw the ball around the yard. Even before passing was broken out yet. Yeah, but now you have on this NFC side, you got defenses. Yeah. But the offenses are still good. As I just went there today, let me just break down some of the, look at some of these stats. 49ers, okay? Quarterback, we don't have to worry about how, because they had three quarterbacks all year. Mm-hmm. But Ayuk, over 1,000 yards, okay? Eight touchdowns. Kittle, 765 yards. Every. Basically, every five, six receptions, he's in the end zone. He had 11 touchdowns. Yeah, monster year. Now, Christian McCaffrey didn't play the whole season there, but he came over and all he did was have a lot of success. Mm-hmm. Six touchdowns, and uh, Elijah Mitchell was hurt a lot, but when he come in, he can get you some yards too. You flip it over to the Eagles, it's two 1,000-yard yeah. receivers. 1,000-yard running back. Then their tight end and Goddard is unbelievable as well. So yeah. you have a lot of weapons, but I don't think they get the same level of respect that the AFC offenses get because that's true. their defenses are, are, are potent as Hands well. Hands down better. So I, I just think mm-hmm. that overall for me, like my personal opinion, this is nothing I'm trying to say for you or anybody else, when I'm watching a team that has a very good offense and defense and, they, and the same happens to the other side, that is better football for me. Yeah, when, I look at, when I look at teams where the offenses are distinctly better than the defenses, you know, I'm not one that likes 66 and 65 games. Of course, not. I think right. that's that's pathetic. If I got a professional football league, I don't need to see <laughs> some people. Be giving up no I don't want to see 40 points. and 40, 40 and 38 points in right. a championship game because exactly. you should be a lot better than that. So I would I, my my I'm expecting to see a better overall football game coming from the NFC side. I just I want to flip it over and, and talk about the AFC matchup as well. Landfill just sent this. Ridiculous stat. So we know the last three meetings, Joe Burrow and company have gotten the better of Patrick Mahomes. It's all been after Kansas City has jumped out to these huge leads, though, on Cincinnati. And I wonder, I wonder from a coaching standpoint, how can Cincinnati start off faster? Because you could do it three times, but doing it four times, getting down to Patrick Mahomes in this offense, three. <laughs> you could probably do it. You can do it four. It's just, a, it's I just, just a think, tough spot to be in. If we're looking at right now, we're looking at Patrick Mahomes being injured. Mm-hmm. But wait, if, wait, is it if, really if, if they come out and jump on them this time, it might be over. I, I think. See, this is my my problem with a lot of coaches in the NFL. All these coaches basically know each other; mm-hmm. they're friends. And once they get up, they normally pull back a little bit. Well, yeah, because you don't want to. I, I get. Hey, that. dude. If I'm Andy Reid, I get up <laughs> this time. I'm trying to double the score on you. Yeah. I'm not pulling back because the problem with the the league right now, and I, I mentioned this yesterday. The rules are offensive friendly. A hundred percent. And if you're starting to pull back and the other team is going full speed ahead, when if they catch up to you, just like in any, in any game, when you watch hockey, mm-hmm. they get up 2-0. Leads are normally And people go, safe. oh, yeah. man, they up 2-0. The, the baddest position in hockey, they claim. Yeah. Because all of a sudden now you're coasting and the other team is coming, and when they finally get close, guess what? You can't just swoop that uh, – Switch the flick. I mean, flick the switch, yeah. and things begin to happen for you. So I think at that point, they're going to have to keep the gas, keep the foot on there. Like JP say, all gas, no brakes. 
Gotta That's be. what they need to be because they got up last year, and I was like, this game is over. Yeah. And then they completely stopped. They started to run this. Do you do you think it's that it's a lack of effort? Because I know you're you're accusing them of taking their foot off of the gas. Which I don't think it's a lack of effort. I think it's a it's a, a mindset. The change. mentality, right? Because I recall being against the forty. I mean, the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We got up on them quick. Stop blitzing, and we started to like run more of a. Uh, a control style instead of going for it. Right. And guess what? They kept gunning and they, they beat our ass because Don't we got complacent yeah. and they were still gunning. Yeah, that mindset and, and, and keeping your, your foot on the gas is definitely tough. Landfield just sent us a stat from Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes' passer rating in the first half of his last three games against Cincinnati, 136.8. I believe a perfect passer rating is what, 140? Mahomes' passer rating in second half and overtime of the last three games is 54.5. That's awful. So whatever they're doing to jump out to these sizable leads on Cincinnati, that's why I said from the Bengals' standpoint, their number one concern should be starting fast. It's all cute and sexy to say you've come back against Mahomes three times. Do it four times, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. You shouldn't have to be in that position, though. So we'll, we'll I see. Think that pressure now is on Andy. Andy and our enemy to make sure that whatever they've done at halftime to go in and adjust and be able to disrupt your production like that, yeah. you got to find a way. And I, I've always liked Coach Gibbs the way he would do. Coach Gibbs would – there are people who wait till halftime to adjust. This man would – during practice in that week, look, we're going to be doing this. They're going to try and stop it by trying to do something like this. And when they do that, then we're going to do this. Preparation, He already man. had a game plan for whatever they are going to adjust to do. But then he would adjust on the sideline. Then the halftime and adjust again. The game, the, your adjustments don't stop until the game is over. I agree with that, especially with all the technology we got now. They're looking at damn tablets and freeze frame shots of the plays on the field. So wait until halftime to make adjustments isn't doesn't seem like it makes too much sense. Like you should have to do that. I oh, agree yeah. with that. Well, we're going to continue on getting you ready for these games this weekend. And then listen, man, I know you're going to want to put some little wages on it. So you're going to make sure you listen to all. We got Navarro Bowman coming in to join us. We got Brian Westbrook, and also we got some defensive rankings here of the remaining teams left. You know, we always talk about offense. They say offense sells tickets, but I say defense wins championships. So that's whoever going to have the best defensive output for the rest of these playoffs are going to be the ones that end up winning the Super Bowl. So we'll go through some offensive and defensive rankings for you. This is B. Mitchell Finley, Linnell Willingham rolling in with us today. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. We'll be right back. You start hearing songs like that, you know what it is. It's Friday. And that's Vodka Red Bull Friday, and it's powered by Scotty's Handcrafted Vodka. Scotty's Vodka is Maryland-made, amazingly smooth, and loved throughout the DMV. And also, Be Mitchell Finley is presented by John Leahy and the Fine Living Group. Let the MVP of DMV Real Estate sell your home for more. Visit johnsellsdmv.com. Where, where the Vodka Red Bull at? Be Mitch? Sheesh. Uh, I don't think you can drink and be able to do what you're supposed to be doing. You know what? You're right. That's probably a good idea. <laughs> Is Linnell old enough to drink? <laughs> yeah. Are you old enough? Oh, he's been zinging me ever since I walked in here. I mean, so he's you walked he's in hot. like five minutes before we walked over here. So that's why no, I, I, was, I was having an intimate phone conversation. I'll tell you about it during the next. Break. I heard you, but th- we were talking about the uh, NFC and we talked about the offensive side. We got into a little bit of the defense as well, but uh, we're gonna get to that a little bit later. But on the AFC side, yeah, I think when you start looking at this, and you were just mentioning to me uh, about you know. The coach getting hired down there in uh in in, in Charlotte, mm-hmm. and what happened, you know, with, with their coach. And I say what's happening right now is the league is a copycat league, right? And everybody is trying to get the Chiefs' offense, the 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 the, the, the Bengals' offense, right. the Buffalo Bills' offense, the Eagles' offense. It's not about necessarily all the defenses, and we got some great defenses out there, but people talk about what. The sexy thing. What's that? Offenses. And I think that's the ultimate thing right here. So when we look at this, as we get to the passing game in the AFC side. Yeah. Total offense. The Chiefs are ranked. Where do you think they rank? Probably number one. They are. 424.7 yards a game. I mean, that's how many 400 yard offensive performances do Washington have this year? And they're averaging that. So that just yeah. shows you well, the, the difference, man. On the other side, they're ranked seventh, and I think people will say, oh, man, seventh. That's not bad in the league, and they average 379 yards a game. And they got off to a really slow start this year. It yeah. wasn't all peaches and roses coming out of the gate for Cincinnati. They, they've had problems at the offensive line yep. throughout the year. Chase but still, missed a chunk of time. They still have a lot of damn uh, success. Yeah, Passing game. Who's first? Between these two or just in the NFL? Between these two. Well, in the NFL. I would think. I would think it's Kansas City. I think it is. is leading the league. Two hundred ninety-seven point eight yards a game. That's insane. And then Joe Burrow, who missed, who who had who missed Jamar Chase some of the season, they're ranked fifth in the league at two hundred and sixty-five. Now the one thing that shocked me, 
thoroughly mm-hmm. is this. The running yeah. offense in the league. I, as I looked at down the stretch, I said that Cincinnati runs the ball as well and as good as anybody out there. But then when you look at it, they are averaging 95.5 yards a game. Which is crazy. That really is, is 29th in the league. They could do it when it matters. That's what that's what I'll say about them because I, I was also stunned when you showed me those mm-hmm. numbers. How about Pacheco on the other side? We watched this kid have all yeah. kind of top notch plays throughout the year, but the forty I mean the Chiefs, as good as they are, are averaging one hundred and fifteen yards a game, and that's for twentieth in the league. Wow! So one hundred fifteen only gets you twentieth. So one hundred fifteen per game gets you twentieth. That's so a show. Yeah. Those numbers right there. I, there, I, I thought they were averaging more, and I, I definitely thought Cincinnati was way better running the ball. I think with the Bengals, like, like we've been saying, they have the ability to run the ball when they need to, right? There's if they get into one of those old school AFC North battles where they got to rely knockers. exactly rely on that running game. They're physical enough up front to where they can do it, and you know, Joe Mixon's a bad dude. The yeah. Pacheco thing surprises me because it felt like down the stretch, right? Be like he had these monster performances. Yeah, every like every time every other five times he touches the ball, he's doing something exactly. dramatic. And but but I think the flair, his little flair and the way he is kind of brings extra stuff to it. Exactly. You know, and it makes you think it's got a lot more. Now the thing that's I think virtually is very, very important is third down conversions. Yeah. And both of these teams are <laughs> extremely good at it. Kansas City is at forty eight point seven percent. They're second in the league. And on the third in the league, forty six point one percent is Cincinnati Bengals. I didn't even look to see who was number one. Who is? Who is number <laughs> one? I didn't even look to see who was number one. I'm about one. to look it up because but, that's, but, that's interesting, though. Well, when it comes to these third down numbers, though, and I from talking to more football people and getting smarter about the game, I feel like the emphasis on third down should be taken away because really, Why? the third down is if you're having success on first and second down, third down would be easy. But, but really, I feel like the, the early down emphasis should be. Well, that, that, that is the emphasis, to, but it, this probably tells you that both of these teams are having success on first and second down. But ultimately, when you get the third, money down. If you don't get that, normally, I don't care if it's third and one, third and five, third and six. You don't get it. You normally punt right. and giving the ball to the other team, and then they have a chance to come back and flip that again. But you look at the uh, the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs' offense. The way they have so much movement in it, that makes it easier for them. Number one was Buffalo, by Buffalo. the way. Buffalo. Third down conversion. But what they do, they spread people out. Yeah. They got people going in motion. And all of a sudden, it's a one-on-one situation. And on teams that don't have great offenses, I mean great defenses in the secondary and the linebacker coverage, they drop back and play zone, and Joe Burrow and Pat Mahomes are going to pick that apart. Does that frustrate you a little bit? Because I feel like the motion stuff is something that's – since Andy Reid has continued to, everyone's copying him to me from the get. I love that. Back in your day, the lack of motion that there was. How much more successful did you, do you think did, he would have been? Did with you motion? watch uh, Joe Gibbs' offense? That was motion all over the place. They would have bunt. They would they would start off in one position, then they would bunt, have like a burst, boom, and then all of a sudden, as soon as they burst and get to their place, then the guy goes in motion. That motion basically dictates to you what they're running on the defensive side of the football. Coverage indicator. And a lot of times it also gives you, like, if let's say here when I keep saying, well, why, why are we not getting the ball to Terry early? And they kept telling us that, oh, you know, we go through our offense and we just hit the people that's open. But then you watch another team, and in the first ten plays, they've gotten the ball to their top guy five, six times. Just shows how bad our dude was. But he runs <laughs> in motion. Yeah. 
He does different things. And normally when you take a guy in motion, let's say I got a guy lined up outside. Right. And normally one of the outside receivers, guess where he's at? He's on the line. So guess what that guy can do? He can get right up on his face. Yep. He can jam him. Well, if I got a guy in motion, he's going to, when he starts up field, he's off the ball. I got space to move. That's they why get, I don't get why everybody doesn't do it. But it gives me an advantage. Yeah. But a lot of these coaches, like they line, and then the coaches that line up in a in in a, in a their set position, mm-hmm. you're allowing that defense to be able to be able to attack your better guys. Yeah. But if they're in motion and they're moving around, <laughs> you you throw them off. The ones that I want to see, and I'm looking it up now, the teams the teams who use motion the most. I'm sure it's the top offenses, your Kansas Cities, your Buffaloes, your Cincinnati's. Minnesota. Minnesota. Look at how the way that they're able to get Justin Jefferson the football, and they really have no other weapons on offense, so they traded for Hawkinson. Thielen's washed up and broke down. The fact that he's able to get 100 catches on a yearly basis, Cooper Cup, the fact that they're able to design these offenses. You, you watch Cooper Cup. To get their best Cooper Cup the ball is crazy. does nothing special. Nothing. But what he does they go in motion. All of a sudden, Cooper Cup's coming in motion. He's right behind another receiver. That other receiver runs out. Cooper Cup runs five short. Stop. Boom. Ball hits him in the chest. He turns up the field, gets his plays. But you have to be willing. Yeah. If you're paying people a certain way, you're telling that person that you're special. So if that person is special, find a way to get him to football. You know, because it seems if, like a crazy if, concept, if I am right? a defense, If I'm a defense going against a team and I'm coming against Washington, Terry McLaurin is your guy. I am going to run cloud coverage on him. I'm going to be act like I'm doing man. I'm going to bail out. I'm going to do all kinds of stuff to make sure you go away from him because I feel I have a better chance of beating your team if you can't get the ball to your best player. Yeah, and that, that's why I was so frustrated this year with Washington and the lack of offensive success that they had because to watch – and we have a good group of skilled guys. I'm not going to say they're – We do. Top three in the league or anything like that, but they're a damn good group. And to see how they were underutilized, and I know we all want to blame the quarterback position, but this weekend you're going to see from all four of these coaches the offensive game plans that they're able to construct and how many different wrinkles that they have and how many different things they're throwing at opposing defenses. There's a reason they're still playing, and yeah. if I'm Washington, I'm, I'm watching with a close eye I, as to what these other teams are doing. Quickly, defense is on the uh, AFC side. Mm-hmm. Total yards, they are basically 345.9, the Bengals. And 351, that's what they give up per game, Kansas City. That's for 12th and uh, 17th. Passing yards against. Hmm. Kansas City gives up 220 yards a game, which is 18th. And the Bengals give up 229, which is 23rd. That don't seem to be very good going against a guy like Pat Mahomes that's putting up 297. Yeah. Rushing yards. Kansas City gives up 8th in the league, 107 yards. And then 7th is Cincinnati. They give up 106. And virtually, do you think there. these numbers are skewed? And here's why I say that: for Kansas City and Cincinnati, I know Cincinnati started off slow, but most of the times these teams are jumping out to big leads. The teams got to throw the ball to get back, so they're not really trying to run the ball. Isn't, this, isn't this a complimentary league? Very true. So you if, exactly, you can't if, do one if, without if the other. If my offense is potent, you have to do certain things against my defense. So. I don't think it's skewed. I just think it comes down to what the situation uh, entails. And what you do best, yeah. And giving up points, we got Bengals give up 20.1 points a game. We just saw that the 49ers, I mean, I keep saying the 49ers. <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs, they scored 29.2. That's going to be a good battle right there. We're talking about fifth going against first. Now you flip it over, we got seventh. The Bengals uh, give you 26.1 points a game. The Chiefs give up 21.7 for 16th. 
So I think both when we look at the offenses on both of these sides, yeah. the offenses have the advantage. <clears throat> oh, 100%. Will, will it live? Now, where you said it doesn't matter, we could throw it out, this is where I think it does matter. Mm-hmm. Third down, the, the amount yeah. of times people convert against you. Kansas City is at 13th, mm-hmm. which means that their defense is getting ahead and that you got third and long and teams don't score as much. Cincinnati is 20th. You're 20th going against the second highest team in the league as far as converting third downs. Not a good matchup for you. It, it doesn't seem like it, but you know what? Like you said, it comes down to what you're going to adjust in different little, little, little mechanisms you begin to do down the stretch. And I believe that we've seen the Bengals have ran something totally opposite of what they did all year. Because Kansas City came in looking for them last year. And they jumped up on them. Yeah. Then the second half, it's like, oh, hell, what's going on What are on they here? doing? Why can't we and, figure and, it out? You know, when we talk about being familiar with stuff, you know, a lot of people are stuck with their scheme. Yeah. But a lot of these coaches and players, they understand, you know what? We got to do what, what works. And if the scheme is what you like and it's not working, you need to be able to go away from it. I think Cincinnati has done a great job of that. I, I know who they are. It's on Spags. On the other side, to be able to do something on that defensively too, with the uh, with the Chiefs, it'll be interesting because you know Spags has this history and tradition of being an aggressive defensive. Oh, he likes to blitz. He wants to send pressure. You blitz Joe Burrow, you'll get burned. Quickest release in the league. Blitzes don't bother this kid. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see what Kansas City does, man. We're going to check it out. We're going to continue on, get you ready for the NFC and AFC championship games coming up this weekend. Remember, eleven thirty, Navarro Bowman, former uh, San Francisco 49er, will join us, and we are Dog. at twelve o'clock. Brian Westbrook will join us as well. Philadelphia Eagle and 49er. This is the Vodka Red Bull Friday, powered by Scotty's Handcrafted Vodka. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor, you are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. 
Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We'll be right back. Who, who who sings this song, B? I don't know. Look, exactly. Do you know? Of course I not. Did. Well, shut up. Of course <laughs> not. Who, who, who sings the song, Philly? Is this Avicii? Yolanda, be cool. All right, Yolanda, be cool then. Yeah, be cool. I'm be cool. All right, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm coming to a new, a new segment right now. I Here think that's go. from Pulp Fiction. This is in Pulp Fiction? No, not, Yolanda, be cool. Uh, yeah, I don't watch uh, movies. So I don't, Pulp I don't. Fiction's a classic, B. Come on, man. It's a classic. I haven't watched it. Mm-hmm. I just not, I don't, Lord, I don't, I don't like hard. watching a lot of uh, movies. Just, just bless like his heart. Yeah, that blessed my heart. I'm but sure, you know what? Yeah. Le- 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 I know you like to talk about things and everything gets you hot under the collar. So this is <laughs> this is a new segment. Okay. Let's do okay? it. Okay. What has you hot under the collar? Oh, my I, metro I mean, experience in, in the in the in the um break, you mm-hmm. everything that pops up, you is, Oh, you're frustrated. You, you I don't think you told me one <laughs> thing that pops up that you really agree with. Everything makes sense. So go for it. Well, we can go personal. We can go sports. I'll start with uh, sports I'll because start with this the is this is a sports show. <laughs> Sometimes it's a sports show. This is an everything show. This is the people show. But the whole hiring situation of Frank Wright with the Carolina Panthers. Mm-hmm. We were discussing this during the break. Social media, and this is my generation. We're guilty of it. Every time we have some type of success or accolade, we run straight to social media, and I think we're going to see. The youth's eagerness to run the social media going to end up getting somebody's daddy in trouble. So Frank Wright gets announced yesterday as the head coach of the Carolina Panthers after spending three, four years with the Indianapolis Colts, had a winning record, all is fine. His daughter was hired as an employee. They have not given out the title that she's officially been given. Mm-hmm. She was hired by the Carolina Panthers on January the 8th. So you mean to tell me that this whole time, while Carolina's conducting interviews and telling everyone nationally that, yeah, Steve Wilkes has got a shot. Of course, Steve Wilkes has got a shot. Yet, Frank Reich's daughter gets hired 19 days ago? But that won't get Frank Wright in trouble. A spade is a spade is a spade. I mean, Frank didn't hire. Frank the, didn't hire, but I'm else sure hired as hell her. well. They were uh, like, yeah, how can we, how can so we get if, him? If they hired her and say because we are planning on hiring him, that's their belief, but I, I, the question, I see that the attorney for Steve Wilkes is saying that you know they have a, the, the league has a race problem. Duh, yes yeah. they do. They've been having that. That's that's nothing new. That's not no new information for me. And they say they have more coming in the coming days. But ultimately, the fact that they hired his daughter, what does it really mean? I think it's a sham if, interview if, process. If they were, I think that it's always been that. Right. But the thing about it is. If I saw him as a high, uh, I'm a high, me hiring him could be a high probability, right? But I still want to interview people, and then I go and I hire him anyway. It may be something that's wrong, but is it criminal? I, I see what you're trying to say because I want to. I'm just asking the question. It's real because if you put it in, I'm trying to put it in like a real life scenario because I do. It's two sides of the sword. I get what you're saying. If they when Carolina starts their interview process, they've got a list of prospective candidates, probably twenty dudes. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a star next to Frank Wright because they're like, okay, he's somebody that before going into the process, we like him. Yeah, there's no issue with that. That's not that's not necessarily a problem. You hiring his daughter though, that's a, um, I look I, at that I as a way to like daughter sweeten to, the pot for Frank to accept the job. But here. I hire his daughter to do what? That's what I mean, I'm she, reading. This article is she doing something talk. that I mean, if I hire her to be in the 
social media department, a PR department, yeah. you know, is that a guarantee that he's going to take it just because of that? I mean, I mean, like, listen, bro, we all know this league has a problem with when it comes down to race and things of that nature at, at certain positions. Old boy network. Let's say at certain positions. But ultimately, I wonder what could you prove by saying they hired him that is going to be able to benefit you, the, the person. You know, I mean, I, I don't know how old the daughter is, but you could you could provide financial stability for this girl. I, well, they're rich, so she already. No, 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 no I'm saying, how does I get it, what you're saying. How is it going to benefit Wilkes and his side? That's the question I'm. Oh, by, I'm asking. Yeah, because oh, because Wilkes can use this and say there was already a plan, a plan. But is there a problem? Okay, what like, you're saying, know, is there a problem when, with when that? you come down, like you know, when you headhunters services and and things like that when you come down you you go you get a list of names mm-hmm. and you normally have asterisks and and things about people that you like and let's say i got two stars by these two guys that i really i really really like these two mm-hmm. but i'm gonna interview the rest of the guys first so i interview the rest of the guys and nobody exceeds what i thought about them already nobody earned the star next to so, their name so, so to speak. at that point I come and I hire one of the guys from the store when I talk to them because right. I felt they were the top. And my son went out there and tried. I mean, one of these guys' sons had mm-hmm. been applying for something to work at my place in a department, which I'm probably not paying attention to if I'm the boss. Right. They hired him. <clears throat> then I hired this person and found out, oh, his son is working with us. I'm going to get in trouble for that. That's the, it's, I, look, I, I see what I'm you're being, saying. I'm, I'm, I'm being the devil's advocate here. So, I think there are enough things that we have out there. Like the the whole deal when they basically came out and said, "Don't coll- we want you to collude?" Remember that? back mm-hmm. in the day with the salary cap stuff. The fact that Dan and and the Saints owner and they didn't Jerry. they they didn't collude, but they got punished. <laughs> they they all got punished. What was this 2011? I forgot exactly. I believe was, it was 2011. But they got punished because they didn't do something that was illegal. And guess what? Nobody did anything to the league. Yeah. So that's they I, they went publicly and said we basically told people to collude. So this and is the, the story. The, was, I hear the Justice Department jumping on that crap. So this is the story back from 20, 2010, 2010. So it was a four billion dollar lawsuit from the players' union accusing NFL team owners of setting a secret salary cap in twenty ten, uh, and, and that that case uh, ends up going to the eighth U.S. Circuit. Court of uh, St. Louis, and that case lasted from 2011 all the way to 2014. Why it's relevant to us here locally, I believe the Commanders were one of the teams that got punished. They got punished. Um, Dallas was one of the teams that got punished. But the Commanders were punished the worst. Right. So basically what they were punished for were for overloading contracts in 2010, despite, like you said, the league warning, like, hey, look, like this is the salary cap's not going to jump. But, but we don't want y'all to give people a lot of money. Basically, correct. They, they were, were trying colluding. to fix the contract. They were colluding to so where it doesn't hurt your cap. And yeah, I mean, it's a similar situation here. But with with that in the messing with the CBA and the players' union is different. There, there's not a there's a players' union, but where's the coaches' union? Right? Why is there not a union for these coaches? Because they're on the same damn side as the owners. I feel like. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's if you would have had a coaches' union, do you think these things keep happening? Uh probably so. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't always like making it a race thing because that's an easy cop out, and anybody can holler racism when it really isn't. It's somebody's just more qualified than the next dude. But 
The Steve Wilkes thing, man, I don't know. From everything that you heard in that building, from the players and how they gravitated to him, you heard reporters nationally talking about how agents of players were telling them, man, they love Steve. And you go hire Frank Reich? And it's not like Frank Reich's unqualified. He had a winning record in Indianapolis and Mm -hmm. got fired. Yeah. I don't know, man. Hiring his daughter 19 it, it, days before you stuff. hire you, him. You look at this league, man, and it's a lot of people. They love you until you get put in a certain position. Very if true. If you become a quarterback or you become an offensive coordinator or a D coordinator or a head coach, then all of a sudden you're not liked. Why? Okay? So we know it, it is a there is a problem, but I think we got to make sure we really find out the right things to, to, to go after it about instead yeah. of just saying everything is because a lot of times you lose a lot of credibility when everything – that happens, you try to make it into that situation. Yeah, You know, that's the only thing. Take us a quick break and we get back. We're going to open up the phone lines, 1-800-636-1067. We're going to take some of your championship game prediction calls. Find out from you all. You know, we talk about it. We, we, we live this thing. But I know who it means a lot more to who you think is going to win any of these games coming up, the AFC championship or the NFC championship. We want to take your calls when we get back, 800-636-1067. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.